0: Hi, I'm Anthony Mindell and you're listening to In The Moment, thoughts on acting, art, and life. This podcast shares lessons directly from our classrooms at AMAW Studios all over the world, offering insights into improving your acting and how to live your life more fully expressed and in the moment. I hope you enjoy. Okay, let me just qualify and and preface this story by saying I am a really good kisser. I don't need to like prove that to anyone. I know that I am. But I'm just saying that because it's going to be a full circle moment. Because you know my teachings are pretty crazy because they're all based on my own life. But there's always a deeper insight about them. I hope that I think other people can use and take out in the world with them. So I was. This was my third date with this this guy, and you know when you're on a third date. There might be a little bit of <laughs> kissing, it's rated G, rated G for the teenager. So my god, they're both looking at me with daggers. So we were gonna do a little not we were gonna do, we just did some kissing, as one would do on a third date, okay? And I think kissing is a metaphor for life. Because kissing itself, like life, is messy, it's weird, it can be humbling, it's awkward. There's moving body parts, so it's like, you know. It's like the physics of life in space, meaning like how do you orchestrate all this and you don't sometimes and you just got to make it work. It brings up stuff. You feel exposed. It can be fun. It can be sloppy. You see, all like life messy wet shall i get more descriptive yeah. so some people say yes oh my god teenage nation. so as i was kissing in the heat of the moment because it's also all about the moment as i was making out you know my lips moved to other areas not just they were here just, just here they stayed here i swear to god they did I mean, I like to kiss all parts, but they stay here. This is the rated TMI, G version. TMI. Okay? But they, they didn't always land on the target, apparently. So at one point, it just was kind of happening, and it just, you know, my lips slid onto another part, and he stopped me, and he went, oh, no, no, no. Just here. Oh. <laughs> That's, yes, usually people are like, oh. Yes. Yeah, so in the middle of what I thought was a romantic, passionate, in the moment, released, self-expressed, all these things that we're going for, in the work always, in life always, non-edited, non-critical, non-judging where you are in it, even though all that stuff is going to come up, he stopped me and said, just here. So in the moment, this is in a nanosecond. All of these things fired in my left brain. Which is, first of all, I was like, whoa, that's a lot of control stuff right there. Now, that's not really a judgment. That was just an awareness, okay? And then I also, and I'll come back to that part about control, but then also it simultaneously brought me back to another kissing story when I was sweet 16. It was the first time I ever kissed somebody. That was when I was kissing girls, and I made out with Amy O'Dell, We are still Facebook friends. She's going to be mortified when I post this on Backstage next week. So my first time ever kissing, I'd never really kissed before, and we had a major marathon makeout session in my basement with that wall-to-wall wood paneling. It was really sexy. But I did not not know that there is an intake and outtake of uh, saliva. So you have to, you know, your salivary gland is going to produce some wetness. Well, I didn't know that I was responsible for that. I just didn't. Nobody <laughs> even taught me how to kiss, and so I produced a lot of saliva. And after an hour, it was an hour straight of kissing. She was drenched from. A kiss. <laughs> it's true. I know it's kind of gross, but whatever. It's life. It's just it's life. So here's the interesting thing. Flash back 20 years. Me having this experience right now. I got triggered because I felt vulnerable and exposed and weird and shamed that there was something wrong with the way I kissed or how I was sexually or how I wanted to express myself. Now, here's the insight. I also realized this is all firing. All, I went down that memory road within two seconds. I also had these experiences of seeing him and his own fears and why he had to control it or and I don't even know why. The insight is, how does one, we all, choose not to be reacted in a way where you fight control with control? It reminded me of my acting teacher taught me, she taught me many things, but the one gift that has resonated with me forever and ever and ever about the work and about life, is she said, Tony, you can either be controlling or you can be empowered or powerful. You can't be both. They're mutually exclusive. And actors, especially, are invested in trying to control the moment because the moment inherently is full of chaos, although it's also full of potential. It's all the stuff that you're wanting, but it's very scary to let go and go into those places that inherently should not and cannot be controlled. And actually, that's really working at, that's, you're optimally expressed. So I guess what I realized in that moment is when he said that, and it triggered me in those ways, I could have met his controlling of the situation with my own control. I could have shut down. I could have been negative. I could have rejected him. I could have freaked out. And I realized, like, first of all, when control meets control, all you've got at a small level, you've got resistance, you've got a shutdown, you've got rejection, you've got pushing away, you've got a heart wall going up, you've got actually no movement. In bigger cases, you have like skirmishes, like Russian Kiev. You see, now I'm not saying that you do not express your truth. I'm not saying you don't communicate your needs. I'm not saying you acquiesce what's really going on for you. It's always about communication. But it was also for me having insight in that moment that he's stuck wherever he's stuck. And because he's stuck, that's his stuff. That doesn't mean I have to go down that same road. I'm going to choose a different path that for me it's okay to feel safe when somebody's trying to control me. It's okay for me to feel safe when I feel vulnerable and exposed. Being vulnerable and exposed does not mean you are unsafe, it just means you feel vulnerable and and exposed. That is the essential human condition. You are born into vulnerability and exposure. Adam just had a baby. There is no other pure form of vulnerability than being shot into this experience on this planet, and you are going to depart, vulnerable and exposed. So what we want to just try to do, and I think the homework was last week was talking about control in a different way, is look and see when life is going to trigger you, because it will. It does. It's hot out. The heat. Sorry, I never bring my phone to class, but I brought it for a thing. When life triggers you, watch how you want to meet your own resistance or somebody else's resistance from a place of control. How instead could you just breathe through it? How instead could you just allow? How instead could you have insight about, oh, that's me starting to do that? And then watch, it will pass. You'll actually not get triggered. You'll actually learn to maneuver through that. You actually won't get upset you'll actually realize that's their stuff. That doesn't mean that make them bad or wrong or punishing them for it. It just means that's where they are. And isn't that great? Somebody can be where they are, and I can be where I'm at, and I can be happy, and so can they.